Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. With Lee Lonsberry, from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We are maintaining watch over any news to emerge from the White House. We have not heard directly from President Trump since. Uh, at least on the East Coast, the early morning hours of today when he tweeted out very simply that both he and First Lady Melania Trump had tested positive for the coronavirus and that they were uh, intending on healing and resting together. We did hear, though, this morning from uh, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who let it be known uh, that, in fact, the president does intend to remain uh, in some sort of quarantine, isolation in the residence of the White House and that his uh, work is presumed to continue. So uh, as soon as and if we hear via Twitter, via some sort of video link, any peep, uh, out of the residence of the White House, we will bring it to you uh, here on KSL News Radio. So, when I heard last night uh, here in the Mountain Time Zone, it was still last night when we got the news. When I heard that, when I saw that tweet come through from the president, you know, obviously I wish him, uh, his family, the best. I wish Hope Hicks the best. I uh, wish all involved uh, who are either suffering or pulling for those who are suffering. I wish them the best. Uh, that's uh, the only reaction you can have. All right. There are then other secondary matters that you must consider, and that is, uh, well, number one, uh, continuity government. Are we able to uh, maintain you know, someone in control at the helm of this ship? And the answer is absolutely yes. If you get uh, a little worked up as you're watching, say, 24-hour cable news and you're being peppered and inundated with this uh, scary scenario and that scary scenario and claims of uh, crisis and chaos on the horizon, please know Please know, as I have uh, shared with you a number of times, my belief, my faith in, in both the, the Constitution and uh, United States statute and code and rules, we have a way to navigate anything. You heard earlier from Derek Brown, he describing uh, the reality that there have been lawmakers who have looked out and uh, envisioned all of the worst-case scenarios and provided a roadmap to navigate them successfully so that there is a good continuity of government, that we are not threatened uh, by confusion, uh, because that is, uh, that's the enemy of stable government, confusion. And uh, my faith is in uh, procedure and the sim- in the system. All right. W- with that said, you then shift your mind over to uh, some of the work being done in Washington 
right now. Uh, there is the stimulus package, which is being debated. And, uh, you know, what emerges on the other end of those debates is still in question. How does this announcement from the president and then secondarily uh, those who may have had contact with him uh, or the source uh, of his contracting the virus? You know, the, the, the contact tracing is is in full force right now. And uh, a lot of questions about who caught it from who and when. And uh, and then lastly, there is the question of the uh, Supreme Court nominee, Amy Coney Barrett. Now, this is where uh, the story gets a little interesting. Uh, and timing and who has been interacting with whom, that's where this all comes uh, to the forefront. So let's go back to last Saturday. It was announced by President Trump in the afternoon here that uh, Amy Coney Barrett would, in fact, be uh, his choice to replace the vacancy left by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He made that announcement uh, just outside the White House uh, in attendance. Uh, the, the estimation I heard is about 1,500 uh, individuals, including Utah's uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee. Now, I was back and forth with his office earlier this morning, and I asked, uh, you know, as soon as I, uh, you know, started making plans for today's program, I asked, when was, when, was the, when was the senator's last contact with either White House staff or the president himself? And the answer was last Saturday at this nomination announcement. Okay, so then I asked, all right, well, has he been tested, the senator? And the response was that, yes, he had been tested. In fact, it was a prerequisite to attend. You must be COVID negative, uh, and that negative determination must have been made through a test, obviously, to attend the uh, announcement of last Saturday. Senator Lee uh, took that test. He got negative results, and it was only subsequent to that, in fact, just yesterday, uh, that the senator woke up, was experiencing some symptoms that he described as consistent with long-time Allergies. He did some consulting, uh, got some medical advice, and was tested just yesterday. And uh, results back now indicate that he, in fact, is positive for the coronavirus. Mike Lee has COVID-19. He says, too, that he will be isolating for the next 10 days and then goes on to say that he will be uh, up and ready to go by the time uh, October 12th rolls around when Lindsey Graham has indicated the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee hearings will commence for uh, uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Now, why walk through all these details? Well, I had a conversation earlier this morning. You heard it here uh, between myself and Dr. Todd Vento with Intermountain Healthcare. He's an infectious disease physician. I asked about the reliability and the timing of testing. With everything I've just shared with you, I want you to listen to what the doctor had to say and draw the conclusions you will. The reality is, is we always say this statement, a test at this moment in time reflects this moment in time. It doesn't reflect, honestly, this evening. It doesn't reflect tomorrow morning. Meaning, if you do a rapid test, which many of the White House staffers, based on my understanding, hearing in the media, et cetera, are doing rapid testing, and they show to be negative at one moment in time, they still could be in a period of incubating from a contact. So, Let's say five days ago, um, or pick three, four, five, whatever days ago, you were in contact, close contact, no mask, close proximity with someone who had COVID, and now you test negative the day after, and the day after, and the day after. You can test positive on the fourth day or the fifth day, and the incubation period is still two to 14 days. Most people develop uh, infection and or symptoms about six, maybe five to seven days, Um, and unfortunately, individuals who 
do or don't develop symptoms when they become positive, when their test turns positive, they often have a high level of virus. So that's the concern right now in the last 72-hour window. If someone just converted, just became positive, they're likely to have a high level of virus. So that's the time when you don't want them being around others in close contact and certainly not in a closed-door environment, aircraft, uh, charity luncheons, things like that. So those are concerns that the public health and, and, and medical providers would have right now with regard to what's going on and what's been reported. Since receiving the nomination uh, to the Supreme Court by President Donald Trump, Amy Coney Barrett has met with some 31 United States senators. Those are older individuals. Many of them carry with them some of the characteristics of being high risk uh, for the real severe negative side effects of uh, the coronavirus. Now, we have learned also that Amy Coney Barrett today has tested negative. But you hearken back to what we just heard from Dr. Todd Vento, and that is not a surefire guarantee that during all of those meetings with all of those United States senators that there was in those meetings not the transmission of the COVID-19 virus. The contact tracing with Senator Lee and others may get us closer to that answer and continued testing of uh, Judge Barrett, uh, absolutely necessary to not only the safety and health of the senators and all individuals involved, but also to the progress moving towards the announced hearing to take place on October 12th. That as, you know, even though it's been announced as certain by by Chairman Lindsey Graham, it is not necessarily the case. We need to keep an eye on Judge Barrett's health and the health of every single senator she met with, and we need to do so over the next number of days to find out if, in fact, we'll be able to move forward uh, on the schedule that the president and Senator Graham has laid out. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, we're going to shift gears uh, from Washington to Utah. Next week, it's expected that Utah will play host to the first uh, and only vice presidential debate of this presidential election season. Will the debate happen? Does the news from the president change this? Does it change anything? We'll dig into that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.